FC. And today we are reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So C, were you ever a, a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog growing up? I have to admit, Al, that I really wasn't the biggest fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. I had nothing against it. I just, it's, it, I just wasn't a fan. You know what I mean? There are those shows you just, you know, they exist. You don't hate them, but you just, you don't really care about them too much. What? However, I had some neighbors across the street who were obsessed with them. Well, I will say this. I'm going to have to correct you right there, C. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was originally a 8-bit video game, or I don't know if it was 8-bit or 16-bit, but it was it was a video game before it was a TV show. But no, I, re- I, I know that. What I'm saying is my first introduction to it, or being aware of it, was as a TV show. Okay, okay. So you never played the games growing up? No, I did not play the games growing up. I, uh, I knew about the show initially. It would play... I just knew about it. I watched different shows as a kid, but I knew about it. And then I think a little later on, I learned about the game, but... I didn't realize the game came first until I, I, I would guess maybe like first or second grade. All right. So you've never played any game whatsoever? Um, with a friend, maybe once or twice. I understand the mechanics of it. Um, I am familiar. Oh, you know what? My sister had the comics for like a minute. And then the she Archie dropped comics? it. The uh, The Sonic comics. Okay. So, so the ones that were published by Archie Comics. Yes, yes. She okay. had she had those for a minute and I'm sure I skimmed a few of them, but I um other than playing the game with a couple of, with a friend every once in a while, you know, over the years, I rarely played them. Okay, okay. So, I on the other hand was a gigantic and I mean gigantic Sonic fan. Now, like you, I was exposed to the uh, Saturday... No, no, because actually the Saturday morning cartoon was totally different from the first cartoon. I was exposed to the first cartoon where Sonic was voiced by um, uh, Jaleel White, the guy who played... Um, uh, Family Matters. Um, oh. Um, did I do that? Yeah, Urkel from Family Matters. Urkel, yeah, he played, the, he played Urkel. So that was my first exposure, but uh, then uh, uh, I had some new neighbors who had an old Sega Genesis, and I, I, they had like the the first three Sonic games, and I played those, and I immediately fell in love with them. I would literally just go to their house just to play those games, and then sometime later they got uh, they got Sonic and Knuckles, and I was like, whoa, so- Knuckles is such a badass! It was it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, um, I never got into the comics, but I've been told that there are some comic arcs that are very, very good. Um, And there are some comic arcs that are very, very bad from what I've heard as well. Yeah, and uh, I really appreciated the anime that played on Fox Kids or Fox Mm Box at the time called Sonic X, which was an adaptation of a certain Sonic game. I, I believe it was uh, the Sonic Adventure games. But in, in any case, in any case. So uh, did you see the the, the first movie, uh, the first Sonic movie uh, before the world ended? Yes, I did. It was actually the, the last uh, new movie I saw in theaters. I saw a revival of Tokyo Godfathers after that, but it was the, the first Sonic movie was the last legit, like, new new movie i saw in theaters before the world ended sonic the hedgehog the first movie was 
my second to last movie before everything got shut down because of the 2020 coronavirus pandemic um and um yeah no i was i think i think you and i both saw the original trailer and we were just horrified over the cgi abomination they created that was at the time called sonic the hedgehog like that trailer i i'm convinced cost people their jobs do you do do you subscribe to the conspiracy theory that it was planned like making it that bad to drive up buzz or no 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 because that that's just too much of an expensive risk to do um even for those select shots like maybe they did that you don't think like i don't know i don't i don't i think i think paramount doesn't seem to be the type of uh, paramount's the studio that made sonic the hedgehog i don't think paramount's the type of studio to do that type of crazy pr this would be something i would expect more from like like those boutique studios like mm-hmm. a24 mm-hmm. and people like that so I, I never subscribed to that uh conspiracy theory but uh so the new trailer with the new sonic redesigned is released and everyone is like falling in love with sonic's redesign and you know they show a bit more of the film that made people think oh the, this this might be this might be good and then the film is released and i'm not saying it won it was a critical darling but a lot of people uh, in in the film nerd world were basically saying we think Sonic the Hedgehog finally defeated the video game movie curse. Mm, and, without a doubt. Oh, so you agree with that? Well, okay. I, I think let me clarify. I agree that a lot of people thought that, and for all intents and purposes, yes, it did because it was the first video game movie based on a video game that was both a box office hit and critically well received up until that point no video game based movie had done that it was either in rare cases either or and with usually not with the best in either direction or they were total disasters Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so i really liked sonic the hedgehog i thought that the easter eggs of the video games was well done in that film i and this is the biggest shocker. I thought the human element of the film was not the strongest part of the film, but definitely not the weakest. And obviously, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. At the time, I thought that was a very, very weird casting choice. But uh, seeing his performance, Jim Carrey basically goes back to 1994 Jim Carrey, where he's the like, Jim Carrey we all love. Yeah, the, the Jim Carrey we we all love and and like makes us. Uh, takes us back to that nostalgic era of the mid '90s, and yeah, no, it, it was it was funny where it needed to be funny, heartwarming where it needed to be heartwarming. Ben Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog, it was actually an inspired casting choice because he gives Sonic that coolness he has, but also a a sheepish a sheepishness that was missing in the video games. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's he's a kid, and um, I really enjoyed that in the film, uh, you know, and so. People got excited for Sonic 2. I mean, I don't. I think it's okay to say uh, the the cre- end credit scene in Sonic the Hedgehog was the arrival of Tails, mm-hmm. and uh, Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Everyone's expecting Tails, and surprise, surprise! Like, what was it? Uh, two or three weeks before the trailer hit, it was announced that Idris Elba was cast as Knuckles. And while I didn't raise my eyebrows like I did hearing Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, 
I was still like Idris Elba as Knuckles. Um, he'll he, maybe he'll sound a bit too old because Knuckles, while he is older than Sonic and Tails, he's not that much older. He's still a kid himself. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's get on to the review. But first, let us watch the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. <laughs> Quick stretch, little snack, and here we go. Sonic, I love that you want to help make a difference. Mind if I drive? But you're being reckless. Don't worry, nobody's gonna get hurt. Pretending to be Batman. Blue Justice, trademark pending. You're still just a kid. Trust me, there will come a moment when your powers will be needed. But you don't choose that moment. That moment chooses you. I just got goosebumps. Wait a second, did you steal that from Oprah? He's back! Papa's got a brand new stash. Since I've been gone, I've discovered the source of ultimate power. That sounds big. It's been on my vision board for years. Hope I'm not too late. I'm sorry, who are you? Name's Tails. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Step one, light taunting. Step two, I have no idea. Hang on! That wasn't too bad. (laughs) Today's forecast calls for a 100% chance of adventure. Turn to sender. Face it, you're never going to get my power. Do I look like I need your power? Where are my manners? Sonic, meet Knuckles. Okay. Well, um, that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> Wait, had um, you never seen the trailer? No, I, I did. I did. I just, okay. I, I just had. I was just trying to think of something to say. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, see, let's start with you. Uh, what were you expecting from Sonic Two, and uh, what did you like? And you know, just give us, sure. give us your thoughts. Sure. So. <sighs> Let me just start off that when we, we, full disclosure, you know, we went to the theater to see this movie, of course. And there's something that really, I think, captured the feeling of this movie as a whole. Um, we went to a pretty late showing. It was like the 9.15 showing. It was later than, it was the, if not the latest, one of the latest showings for this movie. And we're sitting down and there's a surprising amount of kids for such a late showing. And to my, you're to my right, and this kid is to my left, and obviously, I know it's a kid's movie. I, Of course, there's going to be kids there. I'm not mad or upset or have any kind of issue. But I am, you know, thinking, well, well that's a little surprising for me that this is so late for a kid to be here. And the kid, throughout the entire movie, 
is having the time of his life. Like, he is in a complete, almost, like, child um, heaven state. Just That's the wrong word. Those are the wrong words. But he is in such a, such a, such a high. He's riding such a high with this movie. Um, now, I won't say, but there's something that happens at the end, and the kid literally jumps out of his seat and goes, yes, and, like, loses it as a child, like, as any child should. Okay. And that child's whole commentary and reaction and just him, like, literally, like, the seats are pretty big seats, and he's literally, like, just, like, adjusting the way he's sitting every two, every three to five minutes. And I only know this because I hear him because he gets up for a second and then sits back down. That level of pure adrenaline excitement really encompasses what this movie is and what this movie is all about. Um, and I think, is it what I was expecting the movie to be? Um, I can't say it is fully. I, was, I wasn't I was sure how this movie was going to be. I knew it was going to be entertaining. I just was a little hesitant. I was a little hesitant to see like, what could they really do? Like they're just bringing back, you know, Jim Carrey, who was great. But like, what else are they going to do with this? And they did exactly what you want a movie like this to do. It just took the same premise and amped it way up. And yeah, it just amped everything up in, in the perfect way. So that's really what this movie was. But that, that kid's reaction really encompasses the whole element of this movie. So what C isn't telling you is that I was doing the exact same thing on his right. Uh, minus the I, jump. I wanted, I wanted to like give the audience a chance to not think that you as an adult did that, but okay, you said it. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, so, you know, here's the thing. Uh, usually when, when there's a successful cinematic interpretation of a property, um, and it's done well the first time. There, there's always that feeling on the gut of your in the in your gut that oh, uh, the the uh, the studio got lucky and they got this they got this right. And then usually, maybe not like a hundred percent of the time, but but it's common enough. Uh, the sequel, because there'll always be a sequel. If enough money is made, there will be a sequel. The sequel is everything you feared that the first one was was going to be. And we've seen that happen time and time again with not just video game adaptations, but, um, you know, comic book movies, uh, movies based off, off of series of books, stuff like that, where you're like, oh, this, the sequel is what I feared that the first movie was going to be. And, you know, I had that feeling in the pit of my stomach um, because, you know, it's like, wow, Paramount and Paramount got it right with, with the first one and they're going to do everything wrong in the second one and to my shock and awe and my giddy surprise they don't do that this mm -hmm. film is as much a love letter to the sonic franchise as the first one was um jim carrey is still going at 11 playing dr robotnik and mm -hmm. it, it it warms my heart to find out that jim carrey now sees dr robotnik as one of his favorite uh, characters to play. Has he confirmed that? Yeah, no, he says that he loves playing Dr. Robotnik, that, you know, it 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 lets him do something he is very comfortable doing, but in a different framework. 
you know mm-hmm. uh people forget that jim carrey really doesn't do a lot of vid- villain roles especially after the debacle that was batman forever mm-hmm. and you know dr robotic no two ways about it is a villain um so yeah he he has stated he's put on record that he likes playing the dr robotnik character and that people are so uh, appreciative of his interpretation of dr robotnik because hey let's be real he he before the first movie if someone said who do you think of as dr robotnik jim carrey would be very very low on that list yeah. um ben schwartz is still quite good as uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, there was this fear, especially when it was announced that he was going to play Sonic or he was going to voice Sonic, that uh, he's going to be very comedic, he's going to be annoying and grating. And like I said before, Ben Schwartz finds that balance of the cocksure attitude of the video game Sonic with this with this kind of unsure kid that the that's kind of the this cinematic interpretation of sonic the hedgehog that Mm -hmm. while yes he is the fastest thing alive he's you know still a kid who does kid things and is sometimes a little bit in over his head they they actually really um they actually really drove the kid point home perfectly like him with literally when he's there's a there's a sequence where he's home alone and he starts like partying and like, but he's by himself, but he's just making a ruckus, making a mess. That actually was so good to have that in there just to like show, no, he's like, he is a, a child and that he would engage in this behavior. And I'm just relieved that they didn't forget about that part. Yeah. Um, and then again, like the thing that I was like, oh, this is going to be what Dove's Tale the movie. I was like, okay, the human element is going to suck this time. And again, to my surprise, the human element, the human characters in this movie, while they're not the strongest element of the film, which is to be expected, these are original characters and they're really only there because Hollywood studio heads still believe that there, if there isn't a human in the mix, that audiences won't relate. Uh, James Martson and Tika Sumpter as the husband and wife, Tom and Maddie Wachowski, mm-hmm. they're... They're, they're as strong in this film as they were in the, the previous film. Or maybe not as strong as in the first film. But, you know, it's not like every time they're on screen, everyone in the audience is groaning. No. Um, they do their job well. And then, of course, um, uh, Natasha Rothwell as Rachel, uh, who plays uh, who plays Maddie's sister. She she has her own subplot. Um, I believe in one of the later trailers you find out that uh, it's her. She's having a she's getting married in the in Sonic the Hedgehog two, and you know so she has a sizable subplot which I have my things about. And we'll talk about that later down in the review. But she you know she still does a good job. Uh, you know playing kind of that kind of that. Uh, the the oh my god why is all this stuff happening character you know mm-hmm. that you see in a lot of times in movies like this um a good example is when she's when both when she meets there's she meets tails and sonic for the first time she goes oh my god there's two of them oh like that's a good speaking of so uh tails is voiced by colleen o'shaughnessy who has voiced tails since 2014 um and I, I love that Jeff Fowler and the producers, Jeff Fowler is the director. I love that him and the producers brought in an OG uh, voice actor who plays Tails. Like, 
you know, it, it could have been very easy that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 could have done what what um, Space Jam 2 did and have someone like Zendaya voice voice one of the characters because yeah. stunt casting. But I am so happy they brought her on board because honestly, I, again, I've been playing Sonic the Hedgehog games for a while. And like, I just have so much trouble hearing someone other than O'Shaughnessy voicing Tails. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, they did cast a well-known actor to play Knuckles, mm-hmm. Idris Elba. And here's all I'll say, because we'll have a section where we'll, we'll rave about Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba as Knuckles is quite possibly the video game equivalent of of maybe Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. He he captures the essence of Knuckles so well in the most perfect way possible. Knuckles, for those of you who don't know, uh, is introduced in Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And like like in Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, like in the, this movie, uh, he's, he is uh, introduced as an ally of Dr. Robotnik. And, you know... He he's become an he's become an integral part of the of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. He's yeah part of the main trio of Sonic, Tails, and and himself Knuckles. And he's basically this proud warrior who's very clueless about common sense things. And you don't think of Idris Elba as someone who would per- have a performance like that. But oh my God, mark my words, he, he captures the essence of Knuckles so well. That my jaw was on the floor. That early on, there's a there's a joke where he believes he's being challenged to a fight, and instead he's being helped off from a cliff. Oh and, my god, that was great! And the way he switches from like from like ah, I'm a proud warrior and I will defeat you to like oh, you're actually giving me a hand. That switch, that performance, that beat is so knuckles that mm-hmm. I really just wanted to applaud right then and there because. Never have I seen someone understand Knuckles so well that that would be his honest reaction <laughs> when getting help from an uh, from a certain person. Because mm-hmm. so. is it, am I correct in saying Knuckles, his thinking is very literal, like very full. It's very one step after the other, and like yeah, it's a very literal type of thinking that seems to be how yeah. he operates. Yeah, that's how he operates. That's how he's been operating in the games for a while, like especially since the first sonic adventure um but like again oh my god idris silva as knuckles i again i i didn't think he was going to do a bad job but nowhere in my wildest imagination did i expect him to be quite potentially the best part of this movie when you have jim carrey still giving it 110 percent as uh robotnik and that he just captures the essence of his character so well that I'm actually excited for the animated prequel series they're going to be doing about him. On, oh, uh, I didn't Paramount. know they're, they're doing that? Yeah, it's going to be an animated prequel series, like basically probably what happened after his tribe went after the uh, the owls hmm. and, you know, he, he got left alone. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I do believe he'll be voicing Knuckles again. And I, I'm actually excited for this. I believe it's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, wow. I will admit what's impressive, too, is so Jim Carrey has he he can have chemistry with a rock like that's how good he is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. he really can. That's how good he is. Like, and and here's the thing. If he has chemistry with a rock, we buy it. We're like, oh, yeah, that was really good chemistry. Like, that's the thing. So 
one thing they do in the sequel is they bring back like a henchman from the first one that was kind of obsessed with um with uh agent with, uh, stone agent, agent stone. stone so oh, the, oh oh my god like yeah he, he's literally a rock so <laughs> he's he's obsessed with with dr robotnik and here's the thing the movie just the sequel literally just doubles down on that so hard that it it, it works in it, in it to a ridiculous extent like it's it comes off as creepy but in the best way possible yeah <laughs> like that's what's yeah. funny no about uh it. the actor his name is lee Ma- majdaub majub majub i'm so sorry i cannot pronounce the name much but, love to any name we, if we ever mispronounce the name just know it's much love to that person <laughs> yes uh he does an amazing performance as agent stone he has uh, a scene with uh, adam pally who plays the uh, deputy <laughs> wade and everybody in the theater was laughing because it was so funny but uh, even when, the adults were laughing yeah, but when Agent Snow gets reunited with Dr. Robotnik, and th- this is a little thing I love, um, they could very easily make Dr. Robotnik, in order to make people dislike Dr. Robotnik more, they can make him just be a total ass to Agent Stone. He's like, they could make him abusive. Yeah, but you can see that in his own twisted way, he really, really appreciates his lackey. Like, mm-hmm. to, like to the point that there's a scene when, when he thinks that Agent Stone is in danger, that he's like legitimately concerned mm-hmm. and uh, again it, it's just something where you're like oh you you know you give robotnik some uh you know you, you give him some complexity because he famously is like i don't need friends friends make people weak um but oh my gosh so let, let's talk a little bit about the story so essentially sonic the hedgehog 2 is an adaptation of sonic the hedgehog 3 the video game but instead of being on their original planet of Mobius, it's on. It takes place on on Earth, obviously, and in and you know there there are obviously have to be some changes. Uh, essentially, essentially Tails comes to Earth to find Sonic because Knuckles the Echidna has teamed up with Doctor Robotnik to to find to get well. Doctor Robotnik is using Knuckles to get revenge on Sonic. But Knuckles is using Dr. Robotnik because he believes Sonic knows where the Master Emerald is. So the Master Emerald is basically this... How would I compare it to? It's it's basically the Infinity Gauntlet of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. It's um, the mother box. Literally. Yes, yeah, it's the mother box. So in the games, and we actually didn't talk about this when we were leaving the theater, see, but... Uh, so in the comics, there's the Master Emerald, and then they are seven chaos emeralds they're 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 different things uh the chaos emeralds basically they work like the infinity stones if you collect them you get ultimate power mm-hmm. the master emerald um it, it changes a bit but it's it's a source of it's like a relic for the echidna tribe mm-hmm. and in this movie they basically combine the things the chaos emeralds combine to create the master emerald which honestly makes so much sense in the games you're like why is the master emerald a different thing from the chaos emeralds and in the movie it, they do the common sense thing of like let's actually just combine them i mean that, that that seems to make more sense so actually here's the thing knowing that like thank god they didn't pull a marvel and it was like here's one of them but if you get the other ones people would have literally slapped their faces slapped their heads in their hands because it's like this is just like marvel it's like are you kidding me but it said they're like it's just one thing and that's fine it's it's just one thing and it's just fine yeah um they delve into a little bit more of the mythology of sonic 
knuckles and tails not a lot like that that was one of my little criticisms of the film was that we really don't get a view of like their you know kind of how they live or how would i say how their planet functions kind of what is the how does society work in in mobius hell they don't even name the planet mobius by name they uh they just mm. say oh my home planet or oh my tribe back at the home planet uh, you only find out that that mobius is the name of the planet through the novelization so that mm. was one of my main critiques was that like you're still like okay i don't so what exactly do the echidna tribes do what what exactly did the owls do why were they well we do know why they were fighting they were fighting over the mm. master emerald but we don't know like well what what led to them being enemies we don't even know how sonic why sonic is so fast why knuckles is so strong they, that that could work to their favor though as they build the franchise and release more movies where they just they they maybe realize oh we can slowly dull out these little things yeah that's true that's very true um but that was just my little complaint was that you know they didn't delve into the mythology as I wish they would. They delved just enough that you knew, like, okay, why are they looking for the Master Emerald? Why is it so important that Robotnik doesn't get his hands on it? Um, but you're right. I really hope that if and when this series continues forward, they delve more into that mythology because it's a rich mythology, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the video games, ironically enough, while they're just they're very simple games and not deep, deep in the story, well, with the noticeable exception of Sonic Adventure 1 and Sonic Adventure 2, and Sonic 2006, which we shouldn't talk about. That's a horrible game. Um, <laughs> I know there's 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 I know there's a few famously bad games. Um, yeah, and Sonic 06 is one of them. Um, but but yeah, you know there is a mythology there. Is there one there. called Sonic Boom that's also considered terrible? Uh, I know that was an animated series where they tried to make Sonic like more youth friendly. Okay. I, I never watched it. I've only ever seen like clips of it on Twitter where they were like, you know, because apparently Knuckles can be very funny, but they mm -hmm. also drastically redesigned him. Like they made him like. They gave him fingers, right? It wasn't, um, they didn't give him gloves. They gave him yeah. actual fingers. And they made him like out. much, much taller than everyone else. So yeah, uh, Sonic, mm -hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog too. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, uh, wh what do I want to say? Sometimes when the film was was really on its role they would cut back to the human people and not that i not that i thought they were bad i just thought oh this wouldn't be the best place to place this scene right now um so earlier i alluded to that uh rachel has a big subplot again this is her wedding and mm -hmm. something happens that basically derails her entire wedding so uh the filmmakers decide that they need to wrap up that subplot right after Sonic and Tails are shown to be in danger. And we never cut back to Sonic and Tails. We're just focusing on Rachel and her wedding drama. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, this, is, I, this isn't bad. It's funny and it's sweet and it's heartwarming. And, I'm, and, you know, I appreciate that they're wrapping up her arc. But this is like the worst possible place to put this because I'm just wondering how, what, how are Sonic, how are Tails, are they okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and that was really the only time that I thought to myself, like, oh, this this film is, like, kind of derailing itself. But but it, it it ended fast enough that it wasn't to the detriment of the movie. And Ken, I think you can also appreciate that they basically, in order to end that side plot, they literally, the way they ended her side plot was literally by 
saving Sonic and Tails. Like, saving them is what ended the plot. So it kind of tied up yeah, nicely. And, and she's not she's not shown in the film at all after that. That's um, not true. Rachel? No, like, after, after her thing is resolved, she's not in the movie anymore, is she? No, she is. She, remember, she, her and her sister, like, they try to help Tails and Sonic when they're captured? No, 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 yeah, um, no, uh, 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 Tika Sumter's character, Maddie, rescues, rescues them, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, but maybe Rachel's there for, like, a couple of seconds, but... But then afterwards, she's she's like she's not in the third act, is what I want to say. Okay, she she really isn't. You're right about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, not to get into too much spoilers in the third act, but the third act is really when it's just pure Sonic the Hedgehog. It's mm-hmm. everything people who love the games loved about the franchise. It's a really well done set piece. Jim Carrey obviously is loving hamming it up as Doctor Robotnik, and. Not to again, not to get into a lot of spoilers, but if you guys have played the first four Sonic games, you know exactly, exactly, how, like how this is gonna end, or how how this confrontation is gonna end. And I just want to say yes, it is everything you could have ever wanted in there's seeing a, a reason, live action adaptation of that. There's a reason why Al and the child to my left lost their minds, and I guess the you were doing a bit of a coded message with the video games there, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, again, if you've if you've played the video games, the first the first uh, four video games, um, because mm-hmm. again, this is an adaptation of Sonic the Hedgehog three and Sonic and Knuckles. And if you've played those games, if there's something you're hoping to see, yes, it does pop up, and mm-hmm. it is as great as you would think. Um, people who love Sonic the Hedgehog are absolutely going to have a blast with that with that uh, moment. It's, it's, it's done in the best way possible. <laughs> and mm. then it, it ends on a very, very well-written joke, I must say. Mm. That's um, true. So uh, kind of circling back, one other thing that I, I never thought I'd see in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie is, um, again, because this takes place on, on Earth, they basically have to adapt these the various levels in the sonic games into certain environments on earth so the snow the snow levels that are very that were very famous in the original sonic games is turned into them being in the mountains of siberia and i thought how would i say i was worried that when a certain because there's a scene that takes place in an inn in siberia where there's a dance off and immediately I was like, Oh my God, they're going to play like, like some sort of pop song that Paramount studios has the rights to. Mm-hmm. And that does happen. But you know what they, you like, and again, credit to the writers and Jeff Fowler, by the way, this movie is credited to Pat Casey, J- Josh Miller, John Washington as the screenwriters credit to them that they took advantage of that scene, which I don't know if it was studio mandated or not, to make it about Sonic and Tails developing their friendship. They're, they're having fun doing this dance. They, they like having fun with each other. And mm-hmm. by the end, they've kind of affirmed their newly born friendship. And, mm-hmm. and again, they took something where I was like, oh God, it's a studio mandated pop song mm-hmm. scene. And they turned it into, oh, Sonic and Tails are, are becoming friends. And they're developing that famous friendship in the franchise. Yeah. So, again, credit to Jeff Fowler that 
even though you know films like this because they're so expensive um a lot of times studios will like will like sell like or like how how would you say it see they they like sell mm-hmm. ads that are happening within the movie um yeah. not like actual ads but like product placement that's the word yeah they'll 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 take money from companies to put in product placement and that does happen in this film but at the very least thankfully it is not obnoxious we never have a we never have a scene like in the 2017 movie of mighty Morphin power rangers where they kept saying krispy kreme over and over and over again well or even in the first sonic movie there are two pretty obnoxious product placements one is uh the zillow ad that was just shoved in there for buying a home that one wasn't so bad but then the the general talking about olive gardens unlimited bread breadsticks what was smart about the second one is they then realized how many people talked about that and how silly it was and again they doubled down on it but being this time being inside the joke which worked yeah, they kind of mock him for liking, or the, the movie kind of makes fun of him for liking Olive Garden, which yeah. is good. No one should like Olive Garden. Oh, absolutely. Look, without giving too much away, folks, I have some heritage that does not appreciate Olive Garden and what it stands for. Yeah, he uh, he he has very strong opinions on people who even joke about going to Olive Garden. We're sorry if that caused anyone else to activate their gag reflexes. We apologize. Um, But yeah, Idris Elba's Knuckles is great. Ben Schwartz is doing a great job as Sonic. Uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy is killing it as Tails as she has been for the past eight years. Um, Was there really anything that we haven't talked about that you would like to like to criticize or or like to praise? See. what what I'll also add is, again, how I mentioned earlier that Jim Carrey can have um, chemistry with a rock, another or a brick. Somehow, Jim Carrey and Idris Elba, even though they couldn't have been in the same room or studio, somehow the two of them managed to have fantastic chemistry. Like, it's weird that it works so well. Like, Idris Elba's performance, like, I've always been a fan of Idris Elba. I really have ever since The Wire and then with Luther. I've always genuinely felt that he's a much better actor than he was initially given credit for. But his role as Knuckles has finally made people aware that he is a voice actor to be reckoned with. I mean, people, not many people may remember that he was the voice of the tiger in Jungle Book and did a fantastic job and carried through to this as well. But the fact that he somehow was able to create chemistry with with Jim Carrey from a studio booth is really shocking and incredible because that rarely happens unless you get the very best of trained uh, and experienced voice actors. No, you're totally right. And again, credit, like you said, credit to Jim Carrey. He's basically doing his Jim Carreyisms to a stuffed animal. And he's got to basically react so authentically that this stuffed animal is confused and he knocks it out of the park. Like, like it kind of made me want to think, wow, Jim Carrey and Idris Elba should make a movie together. They should. No, they really should. Because literally Idris Elba, the only way he could have done this is he's watching the recordings of Jim Carrey and he has to just 
mess around. He has to act around that, not with it, act around it, because the performance has already been, the, the, the take they're using has probably already been chosen at that point. So he literally has to act around it, and he does it brilliantly. Yeah, and again, credit to the the three voice actors, not just Idris Elba, Colleen O'Shaughnessy and Ben Schwartz. They have many scenes where they're voice acting with each other, and obviously none of them are in the same booth, or I highly doubt any of them were in the same booth or even yeah. in the same recording session. But you all feel like they develop a relationship, a, a natural organic relationship, that when the film ends, you're like, oh, wow. We're going to see those three together again very soon. And oh, yeah. and you're going to believe them working together. It's, it's just it's just, again, it's one of those things where where I'm just very impressed because neither Ben Schwartz or Idris Elba are trained voice actors. Or at least, mm-hmm. I don't think Ben Schwartz is like a like a trained voice actor, even though no, he does not. extensive voice acting. Um, obviously, Colleen O'Shaughnessy is a trained voice actor. And in fact, she's one of the best in the business. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that she's able to do something like this. But yeah, and even though I mentioned him once, Adam Pally as Deputy Wade, you know, is a lot of fun. You know, he's oh, not it's, in, it's, he's it's not great. in there a lot, but you know, he's in there enough that I'm like, oh, it's it's really good to see you and you and Ben Schwartz are doing stuff together because they're they're known to be very good friends. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Anything Anything else I want to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog? Too? Oh, well, we we haven't. So, what do you give it, Al? Al? Wait, let me say that again. What do you give it, Al? Oh, this movie to me is just a standard flush. It's it's a ton of fun in the movie theaters. You, If you love Sonic the Hedgehog, this is going to be a straight-up flush, maybe even a royal flush. If you were never really into Sonic the Hedgehog, um, but watched the first movie like when you were browsing uh, Paramount Plus, and you were like, oh, this, that was fun, you're going to have fun with this one. And, you know, the set pieces the the grand the bigger scope of the film make it kind of required viewing in the theater like mm-hmm. there's a there's a scene where knuckles and sonic are basically snowboarding down a mountain and it, it, it's just something you need to see in the in the big screen now if sonic the hedgehog was never your thing growing up and you watched the movie and you're like eh, it was whatever this may not be the movie for you uh, really for those people the selling point is jim carrey and you know he's in the movie and he's in the movie a lot but you know, it's still a Sonic movie, not a Dr. Robotnik movie. So you're going to be getting more of the furry blue critter than you are of Jim Carrey doing one of his better comedic performances. That So then this movie might be more of a, yeah, it's just a movie. It's, it's, a, it's a fun movie to watch, but I'll, I'll watch it when it gets on Paramount+. Plus. But if, if you are a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog and you like the first movie, or if you were not a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, but you still like the first movie, then this is a straight up flush. You need to you need to watch this in theaters. Bring your friends, bring your kids. You know, bring your kids so that they can have a fun time. Because this movie, this movie is perfect for like kids five and up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you'll have a grand old time. And um, without getting into specifics, if there are Sonic fans in the theater with you, the end credit scene is gonna have your eardrums burst. <laughs> Let me just say that. Yeah. Let me say that I also give this movie a flush. And what all my last little note on it is a note or message to any parents out there um, who are know they have to take their kids to this movie, but like are kind of not looking forward to the experience. Here's what I can say: 
Jim Carrey's performance makes it, it will make it enjoyable for you. There's no way it won't, without a doubt. But I give this a, a solid flush. I can't give it a royal flush because I'm not as attached to the franchise as other people are. But it is without a doubt a flush, and it, 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 in certain ways, it is more enjoyable than the first movie, which is surprising since the sequel. I, I would say that that reason would be is that the the filmmakers felt more comfortable delving into the mythology of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, we see, even though it all takes place on the vast majority of the film takes place on Earth. We still see uh, scenes and environments that are taken straight from the video games. And, you know, for some people that'd be like, okay, this has become unbelievable. But for those who grew up with the games, you're like, okay, now this is what I was hoping and waiting for and wishing for. Um, so, yeah, no, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. There will be a sequel. I guarantee you that. This movie, I think that was announced even before this movie came out. In fact, I think Paramount is going like balls to the wall deep with uh with the sonic the hedgehog franchise there's going to be an animated series starring idris elba's take on as knuckles there's going to be a sequel hell i wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be spin-offs after this because no, you're you're going to see a lot here I, th I think we are looking at the birth of the next big franchise that isn't marvel yeah yeah definitely uh if and hell, Jeff Fowler has joked that he would love to do a, a, a Smash Brothers movie, which, hey, hey. Nintendo, get on that. <laughs> Jeff Fowler's you know, willing. We'll, we'll have to wait to see how the new Mario movie comes out, which, oh boy, that'll be interesting. Well, it's going to be animated, and it's animated by Illumination. So um, I'm just wondering how is Charlie Day as Luigi and Chris Pratt as Mario going to work? <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and find out. Yeah, have to wait and find out. Well, anyway, that uh, that's that concludes this film review. Uh, please, you know, like and subscribe these uh, podcast episodes. We're going to be trying to at least have one film review episode out every weekend with one of the big movies coming out, or if there's no big movie coming out, uh, one of the interesting movies that are playing on the indie circuit. And if you if you're able to comment on the current service that you're lis listening this that you're currently listening on leave a comment give us your thoughts on on anything we can do or anything you want to know or anything you wish we talked about in the movie let us know yeah all right good night everybody have a great night see ya